When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I wish you could just shut your big yapper. Now it's time for a long walk to Cleveland with Rudy Povich. Good luck finding a DJ who can move and shake like this. On Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and every morning live on Instagram. That shit sounds pretty good on blow, mixed with tequila and wine. On an empty stomach. What's well, a good word, everybody? Thank you so much for joining me on a long walk to Cleveland. Find this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, and of course, every single morning it's live nine forty-five a.m. on Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram. Today on the show, love and marriage—it goes together, just like a horse and carriage. Right, let's do a couple live dates, huh? So coming up, uh, where the hell am I this week? Uh, this week going to kind of be a little low key. Um, Michael Yo from America's Got Talent. Been working with him. I was on the uh, blower with him last night for a little while. He's going to be in town, House of Comedy. I'm not on those shows, but I'll be hanging at him. Uh, probably going to do a guest set or two, hopefully, fingers crossed. But I'm um, doing some work for him this week. So uh, I'll be around House of Comedy if you guys plan on going. Also, Vulcan Gas Company, Austin, Texas, with Jonathan Kite, December 10th, Minneapolis, The Dirty Show at Club Underground Spring Street Tavern. I was there last night for the Monday Night Comedy Show, which I'm back at not this coming Monday, but the following Monday. What was yesterday? The 14th? So not the 21st, but the 28th. The Monday after Thanksgiving, I will be back. Did a bunch of new material last night. Most of it sucked. I would say 73% of it was pretty dog shit. But the other, you know, 27%, is that the math? Yeah. Not bad. For the first time on its feet, not bad. Tested a couple of jokes. I'm also going to be a part of Robot Takeover, which is December 8th, Thursday night, CCU, Comedy Corner Underground. The concept of, and uh, the last time, oh, MJ, who is on the uh, the live feed right now, her and I went last time with a group of people, and the concept is you go up, you do your five minutes, and after your five minutes is done, you take all of your jokes and they plug it into an AI machine, and then the AI machine writes a joke in the style of whatever your jokes are. Which last night I was thinking about, it would be funny if I actually went as a robot and then just did strictly all robot related material instead of just doing my five minutes. Because I think that would be a better take. So I I tested a couple of jokes last night like, you know, uh, so my last girlfriend was a robot. Excuse me. My last girlfriend was a Roomba. Killer blowjobs. What was the other one? Oh, you know what? We need a... There we go. <laughs> As a robot, it's tough to date. I want to date eight and nines, but all I get are ones and zeros. Ah? Ah? You'll have to forgive me. It's been a while. I'm a little rusty. Huh? Huh? <laughs> Don't worry about me, though, Minneapolis. 
I'm a real go-getter. I'm the type of guy who can really pull himself up by his reboot straps. Huh? Huh? (laughs) 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 (laughs)
podcast producer. Because I'm literally right now doing, I'm upstairs producing and doing sound design for a podcast all about a gal who wore a butt plug on an airplane and then immediately I turn around and then do Enneagram and coffee, which is uh, the Enneagram. There's like a, I don't know much about it. I should probably dig a little bit deeper into what it is since I work very close on this show. It's the Enneagram. There's different types. There's like nine different types and everybody's a different number, right? But you can be a four. Like I took a test and it turns out that I'm a four. What that means, I have no idea. Apparently, I like long walks on a beach, good books in front of the fire, and lots and lots of grundle tickling. But essentially what it is, is it's you can break it down by numbers. You know, hey, a six. It's kind of like that bullshit, like, he's a Gemini. A Gemini can never get with a Virgo. Geminis and Virgos, that's a fire and a water sign. And for all of you who know it, and then you're going to come back and you're like, Geminis and Virgos are not fucking water and fire. It's actually a smoldering and a lava sign. What the fuck's the matter with you? I don't give a shit. It's all hoopla and it's basically just things to distract middle class white women. That's all it is. All right? Take your fucking crystals and your astrology and stick it up your astrology. Emp- emphasis on the ass, obviously. <laughs> But what I was getting at was during one of the podcasts, Sarah Jane had talked about trying to figure out how to focus. And focus is, especially when you work from home and you got the dog. And like my daughter's been home sick now for the last two days. It's been difficult to be able to shut it all down. And especially like getting into winter, there's also all this extra work trying to get the lawn taken care of. And now, fuck, we got three inches of snow, so you're out there shoveling, getting that shit taken care of. On top of it, you're also just like distracted by the fridge and just getting up to get a cup of coffee. Like nobody realizes that once you do enough, like taking out, I, I literally try to prep this show for at least 20 minutes before I get on and record. And then the recording process and then the upload, it's an hour and... 10 to 15 minutes of my day. And then if there's anything that even remotely might actually resemble something clip worthy, then you have to actually do that work as well. So it takes out maybe an hour of a, and a half every single day. I get up at five to start work because the pile is so big that by the, I mean, fuck, I worked until 11 o'clock last night outside of running and doing a set that I had no material for because I spent all day working. I'm not telling you guys anything that you don't know. You guys have the same schedule as I do. It's always something. But what I'm saying is she gave me this sort of work ethic, well, not work ethic, work style, which is there's a name for it. I forget it because I'm not very organized. But what it is, is it's 25 and 5. You set a timer on your phone, just drop a quick have Siri set your timer, 25 minutes. You work for 25 minutes straight. As soon as that thing goes off, set another timer for five minutes. Get up, get a cup of coffee, take a stretch. If somebody texts you or emails you in that 25 minutes, save it for that five. That is when you take care of all that stuff. And I got to tell you, the productivity has gone through the roof. It might be one of the best hacks I've ever been given. Because sometimes you would just sit for like an hour and 45 minutes and your brain is just like, oh my God, we got to get the fuck in the, 
the quality of the work you do is awful. It comes back so shitty, and you're like, why is that? Well, I don't know, because your brain is just like, we're done. We're dude, Listen, 20 minutes max is basically you all you have to be able to give something until your brain just starts to wander off. And this 25 and 5 has made a world of difference. Some of the, like, you know, case in point, that podcast I'm working on right now, Crimes of the Heart, these are massive huge undertakings it's hours and hours of editing and design and listening and tweaking and having to go back and like look at spectrums and be like oh my god okay so this clip's just a little higher and this eq needs to come down and this is a little too high end and can we bring down the bass in this and it's a massive pain in the ass they sound phenomenal the response that podcast has gotten it deserves it for how much work the three of us put into it but it's it is so time consuming. I started that thing yesterday, the, this next one. And it's a 15 minute chunk, right? It's 15 minutes, these stories that we, that we produce, about 15 minutes. To produce that 15 minutes, it's like maybe seven to eight hours. On top of that, you have other clients that have needs. The daughter's sick. You got to run, you know, at some point I would like to actually get out of the house and take a walk, go to the gym, see another human being put on clothes that actually have a semblance of you have your shit together. But that doesn't happen. Danielle, that's not a bad idea. I may have to try that today while finishing up a project and starting another. The 25 and 5, it's unbelievable. Sally, yep, you have to do that or it's all interruptions. Yeah, I have no doors on my office. It's constantly, the dog is fucking, you know, scratching at my leg. The phone's ringing. It's text messages. It's a pain in the ass, man. Christ. Oh, also, I figured out, listen, in just a moment, I want to talk about Christina Applegate. If you guys didn't see, she got her star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame yesterday, and it is a devastatingly positive, I guess those two things don't work, but I'm telling you, you will be, you will cry and you will laugh and you will be inspired and also be so sad at the same time. We're going to get to that in just a second. But yesterday, I figured out a way to be able to get people off your doorstep. Listen. If you don't take anything away from this podcast, this is the best piece of advice I will ever give. Guy comes to the door yesterday. I hear the doorbell. Open it up. I'm like, what's up, dude? I'm in the middle of shit. I didn't say that because I'm not a dick, but I thought like, fuck, I'm busy, dude. What do you need? Guy's like, hey, what's up, man? My name's Daryl. He's like, hi, Daryl. How are you? He's like, good. Say, man, uh, we're doing a roof on one of your neighbors just west of here. And, you know, I was kind of walking around, taking a look at some of the other roofs. And I happened to notice that you got a couple of, like, heat pockets that are up there. And I went, I'm going to stop you right there, man. My family owns a roofing company. And he's like, oh, Oh, okay then. I was like, yeah. I was like, but thanks, man. I appreciate you stopping by. And he's like, yeah, yeah, not a problem. That is how you get out of it. The next time somebody tries selling you on some shit, you just tell them your family owns a version of that company. Hi, ma'am. Would you like to stop by and try a little bit of moisturizer? Nah, my family owns a moisturizer company. I'm good. <laughs> My family owns Maybelline. Get the fuck away from me. That's how, because most people have no idea what the fuck they are talking about. You're watching one right now. If you can just kind of, if it's 49.51, 
If you can tell them that you know a little bit more about the thing they're trying to sell than they do, fucking, they're done. They, they'll leave you the fuck alone. The look on that guy's face was like, ah, that guy's gonna call me out. He knows I'm a total bullshitter. Uh, Sally, or tell them you don't own the home. They will leave immediately. Th that I that I get, but they might come back to you and be like, well, can you tell me when the, the ma'am or mister of the house is going to be back and I will definitely stop by and have a nice conversation with them. Then you have to be like, I right, fuck it. I own it. I don't want your shit. Get out of here. But if you tell them, I own a, I own a company, I own a roofing company, I own a siding company. Hey, sorry about that, ma'am. Uh, my, my husband's family is a, uh, they, they, you know, they do corrugated siding. Sorry about that. Yeah. We're a real soffit fascia kind of, kind of house, you know? Oh yeah. No, my cousin owns a window company, man. I've been working for him for the last 25 years. Thanks, dude. Uh, actually, I am a roofer. I get up there. I pounded that whole fucking roof myself. Sorry, bud. Th the second you do that, they will turn around and walk away. I feel for these people because it is a lousy way to make an income. Door-to-door -door roofing sales? What other job did you pass up to be able to fucking do this, man? God. Uh, Olina, my favorite line is, I'm not the homeowner. And like I said, that's a great one, but they could have a comeback for it. They'll come back and be like, all right, well, I'll just wait to see when... I just tell them, I, fuck, dude, my family owns that. Britannica Encyclopedias? Sorry, man. My last name is Britannica. My dad started the encyclopedia. Sorry, bud. You're going to have to move on. I was wondering if you'd like to buy a Dell computer. Sorry, dude. My dad is Steve Jobs. Take your Dell. Stick it up your Dell. All right, moving on. Love and marriage, love and marriage. Quite possibly the best show that you can never make today has got to be Married with Children. Ed O'Neill, Katie Segal, David Faustino, and of course, Christina Applegate. I'm so glad I got to grow up in a time when that stuff existed. And here's the other thing, too, that I, I was thinking about is that I was watching Big Mouth on Netflix. If you guys have not seen Big Mouth, Jesus Christ. Between that and Rick and Morty, there is like there's this weird sort of pocket of time that everybody who is like between the ages of like 27 and say 36 did not get to experience some of this. The younger generation gets a little bit of it right now. Like I'm very excited to see what the next round of like 19 to 22 year olds are gonna do. Because after opening for Little Sasquatch at House of Comedy for a couple of nights, those kids are kind of on top of it. They're getting, they're moving away from the, we got to give pronouns. They're getting away from all that bullshit. And they're really just like brass taxing it, dude. They're getting right down to the 90s era. Grunge is coming back. I'm like, I don't know. I think this younger generation, my daughter has absolutely no interest in any of the bullshit that gets thrown at her, you know, with the, hey man, you got to be inclusive and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, yeah, we all are. Why do you got to keep fucking yelling at me about it? They have no interest in any of that. They just are. They're not being told to be. They just are. Much like the people of my generation, like that, you know, that uh, 39 to like 45, 46, in that age range, we're all just like, dude, we came up at a time when it was totally acceptable to use language in a way that not only mocked, but also showed that it was endearing to the other person. When my friends called me names, is because they loved me. 
to this day, I still meet all them guys. We all go fishing. We take trips. I've never had anybody bully me more than my best friends. And that is, that is, I want to get back to that. There's a couple of comics in town. I love these guys. They're great, man. They're so awesome. But you can't give them shit. <laughs> Nobody wants to be made fun of anymore. And they get angry about it. I was at a show one time, sitting at a table. I'm working. I'm in the middle of stuff. I got a laptop out. I got my earbuds in. And this group of, like, really young kids. And when I say really young, not like 19, 20. I'm talking about, like, maybe 25, 26. Kind of in that range where they're like, you can't make fun of me. How dare you? That sort of mentality. But they sat down, and one of them was talking about another comic in town. And they were talking about playing Mortal Kombat. And he said, wow, I didn't realize that so-and-so was like, Really good at that finishing kill. And I turned and looked. I said, you know what else he's good at killing? Momentum. Silence. I was like, are you guys not going to? No, do you not? Do we know what momentum is? Like during a comedy show? Do we? we, No? Okay. And they were like, what? And I'm like, oh my God. You can't make fun of any of these kids. But the younger generation, you kind of can. You can kind of stick it to them. They give it back to you. And I'm like, all right. I got hope for you like 19 and 20 year olds. You guys got your shit together. Uh, Olina, I binged last season in one day while I worked on my niece's blanket. Oh, you're talking about uh, Married with Children? Yeah, dude, it's so good. But anyway, the reason why I brought it up is Christina Applegate, who is currently, I don't know if she's filming or it's done already, Dead to Me Season 3. If you have not watched Dead to Me, put it on the list. I know everybody's losing their goddamn minds about Yellowstone, but listen, you throw that Yellowstone in a lake, Dead to Me is where it's at. Uh, she was ha- given a Hollywood Walk of Fame star yesterday, and this is her first time being in public since she was diagnosed with MS. Here's how it all went down. I mean, there was a, just a cavalcade of people that were uh, doing speeches and whatnot. Christina Applegate, obviously, um, Katie Sacall, David Faustino, Linda Cardellini. I mean, my God, the list goes on and on. Being a little girl waiting in line to see the first Star Wars on this very street at that very theater and looking at these things going, who are these people? What did they do? Did they do something right? Did they do something wrong? Whatever it is, I want one. (laughs) I effing want one. And I was five years old. So um, this day means more to me than you could possibly imagine. Yeah, watching her speak yesterday, not being able to stand very long, walking with a cane. Obviously, the MS has changed her body quite dramatically, but big smile, a lot of tears. I watched it, and I myself was kind of tearing up a little bit because I grew up with her. Kelly Bundy was, I mean, guys my age, Kelly Bundy was our first crush. And then Don't Tell Mom the Babysitter's Dead, which I loved when I was, you know, 14 years old. Went back and tried to rewatch. Again, shitty movie. (laughs) Not as good as what I thought it was. God, that sucks, man. Ah, Isn't that the, that's why I refuse to watch Hook. I will not be baited. I loved that movie when I was growing up. And the irony of you loving that movie as a kid and then getting older and not liking that movie, it's too much for me to face. I refuse to watch Hook. In my mind, it's still one of the best Robin Williams movies of all time. And I refuse to go back and watch it in case it doesn't hold up. Then I'll be pissed. Because then I will have ruined it. The Mighty Ducks? Not good. People fight me on this one all the time. It's not that good of a movie. I loved it when I was 11 years old. I went back and tried to rewatch it. Couldn't do it. I've showed this stuff to my daughter. K- 
kids nowadays, there's only a handful of movies that they can watch from our childhood and be like, that's, dude, that's really good. That's awesome. Jurassic Park is one. My daughter was like all on board. Mighty Ducks, she was like, this is bullshit. Heavyweights, can't do it. Tried to rewatch, couldn't do it. So bad. Danielle, my dad used to call me Kelly when I was younger because I wasn't the sharpest crayon in the box. Yeah. It's funny that she was such a prolific and gifted actress, but had to sort of work her way up. It's almost like it was a strike against her to be that talented and good looking. Because she played such a dummy. But man, like when she really got to get out there and like spread her wings and I mean, Anchorman, my God. Just a juggernaut and took all that time away just to kind of like, you know, get her head on straight. And I don't know. I'm, I'm such a fan. I just find her story to be just, I don't know, so inspiring. And then to see her yesterday, it was, um, yeah, uh, there's somebody that's very, very close to uh, to me and my family who was diagnosed with MS. I'm not going to say who just because I don't know if they want it out there or not, but she has already... There's this kind of pocket of people that are diagnosed with MS, and having worked with Moon from KS95, if you don't know the story, I mean, Moon was, dude, that guy was like a radio dude through and through. Kind of crazy, kind of drug-addled, got in a lot of trouble, was kind of reckless on the air, but he was a hell of a broadcaster, and then diagnosed with MS, man, and it was like... Dude, I think it was like nine months to a year, and he was like wheelchair-ridden. It was quick. And he, uh, good dude, but this person that's close to us, they have, they were diagnosed, and you kind of start making plans for the next year. And then the doctor goes, I mean, just giving you guys a heads up that there is like a 3 to 5% chance that you may never develop another symptom ever again. You got a little tingle in your arm, you may never feel it ever again. And now we're going on 10 years and never a symptom. I don't know. Just sometimes it's the luck of the draw, you know? Um, But yeah, uh, I'm still looking forward to Dead to Me Season 3. If you haven't watched the first two, it's excellent. Like some of the best filmmaking. Such The thing is, storytelling. The story is written so goddamn well. It sucks you in. It gives you all the pieces that you need. It's it's everything you want it to be. Watch Dead to Me Season 3. All right, guys. I'm out of here. We'll see you guys tomorrow. Make sure you find this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Stitcher every morning, 9.45 a.m. It's live on Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram. Until then, have a great day. We'll see you guys later, and thank you for taking a long walk to Cleveland. the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.